He's a maniac. In a world desperate to tear itself apart, only one man, and some other people, stand in the way of total destruction. Together they will right the wrongs, make bad, good, and single-handedly destroy evil, together. Who is this man you may ask? This man, is, Jeff. Hello and welcome to this special anniversary week episode of Jeff Jones and Friends Make It Better. The show that takes one of life's little annoyances, gives them a microphone, a guest and a podcast to quite simply make everything better. As it is the anniversary week, I'm putting out five special episodes to celebrate. And on this one, I'm joined by the guys that I've known each for, I don't know, over 20 years or something like that. Um, and I thought, what better to celebrate Jeff Jones and Friends to actually have Jeff Jones's friends on. First up, uh, I'd like to introduce Mr. Floor Chips himself. That's Will Jones. Say hi, Will. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, appreciate that. Hi, nice Glad to, to be you. here. Thanks for coming on. Uh, next, we have a man who has had two invitations to this podcast, but needs no invitation to take his shirt off. It's Mr. Carl Austin. Say hi, Carl. Hello, mate. You're right. Very well, thank you. Don't pretend like we haven't been talking for the last twenty minutes. And finally, he may be the baby of the bunch, but he's hairier than a turd in a dog basket. It's Mr. Rick Giles. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Uh, I'm very well. Thanks <laughs> for the introduction. My pleasure. Uh, Carl, so you were actually my first ever guest uh, on yeah. the podcast. So thank you very much for not only being the first to kick it all off, uh, but also to come back on. Now, I kind of know a bit more what I'm doing. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Rick and Will have never listened to an episode. Am I right? Uh, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so, and <laughs> uh, unlike usual episodes where a guest comes on, they've got a topic, and we chat through, have a bit of a laugh, maybe even a cry, uh, and then ultimately go to make it all better. We're just going to talk about the fact that we're all now forty or very nearly forty in Rick's case. Um, you know, growing up, how life's changed, things from twenty years ago, stories, anecdotes. I don't know, just friends being friends. And then the friends that are young become older people and are hopefully still friends. And how crap it is. Make sense? Mm. So mm. Mm. <laughs> Clear as mud. Do you know what? Uh, I was thinking about the podcast today as I was driving. And the only reason, because I driving along, I stopped at a traffic light and I looked over and I happened to see five or six guys in the middle of town. Must have been late teens, early 20s. Just walking along having a laugh and i just thought yeah yeah they're off for a good night <laughs> yeah you could just see it you could tell i thought you're gonna say yeah and i thought just you wait <laughs> <laughs> and also, a that. yeah <laughs> also i really appreciate you thinking about the podcast so um yeah that's 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 one step closer to actually listening it was a fleeting <laughs> fleeting thought <laughs> thing is that you're you're <laughs> you're right though well because at that age, when you're young uh, I don't know, maybe you haven't got any responsibilities, maybe you've got some responsibilities, but a group of people together going, and you just know, it's got a good buzz about it. Yeah. And, and everyone's on fire. I uh, still, I think the first time I ever saw Rick drunk was, was it your 18th or 21st? I'm talking the four, the four pint jugs. Oh, no, that was my, uh, yeah, my 21st birthday. That was um, uh, uh, an interesting day with well thought out intentions. Uh, <laughs> so when when you're 21 and you feel like you're bulletproof and uh, you know indestructible and everything else that you think when you're that young and you think you learn it in the world, 
and then your friends come along and absolutely annihilate you put you back in your place <laughs> alcohol is always going to win especially yeah. when you start at 10 o'clock in the morning in a web spoons um with your ill ill students brother we went progressively throughout the day and i was doing quite well and we were drinking steady pace and people were turning up throughout the day um you know and the rules were explained to them like get rick a pint get my shot don't tell them what it is you know we're having food on the table. We're being sensible with it, even back then. You know, <laughs> it was it was beer and burger, wasn't it? Beer and burger. Beer and burger. Oh, yeah. Good old spoons, beer and burger. Because everyone knows it doesn't matter how many pints you drink, as long as you've got burger in your stomach, then you, you can't you possibly get drunk. Yeah. yeah, medically uh, tested. Yeah, this was back in the day, and many people won't remember, but it's when Weatherspoons used to do the four pint pictures of uh, vodka Red Bull. Oh, um, so coming into the evening, there were a couple of empty pitchers uh, on the table. And I, be- I remember and haven't, there's that little corner at the entrance of, yeah. of, of the pub <clears> in there. And we're all situated there. And then my oldest brother turns up. And once again, it's me to point out that it's all those brothers that like to get you in the shit. First of all, you know, to claim the victory uh, over these types of things. So the rules were explained to him. He come back and went, there's your pint, there's your shot. And it looked like a very clear liquid. Uh, no bubbles or anything, you know. It wasn't even a, a weird hue to it. It was just <laughs> like someone had put water in a shot glass and went necked up. Now, to put a few things in perspective, as everyone knows, if you want to go to the toilet in a Weatherspoons, uh, you have to walk across the room, up some stairs, around a corner, down another set of stairs, into a cellar. Eventually, you might find the toilet. Um, realise it's the girls' toilet as Will often does, and then sort of refine uh, the men's find toilet. Yeah, you know, find some floor chips. <laughs> so I put my pints in front of me ready. I pick my shot up and think this looks completely harmless, and I down it. And it gets to about halfway. It doesn't really get to my stomach. You know, when you feel something hit your chest and go, ah ah. And unfortunately, it started to um, decide it wanted to come the other way. Now, knowing for the fact that I couldn't get all the way to a Weatherspoon's bathroom, toilet, um, I grabbed the first thing that I could see was an empty four-point pitcher and proceeded to be violently sick, basically. Uh, All with Carl, my my very nice friend, (laughs) filming it. And uh, <laughs> laughing his head off. Um, so I was going to say, it wasn't actually the alcohol's fault, though. Because right before that pint and that shot, you ate a massive piece of chocolate cake. Yeah, that was yes, it. Let's go with that. that. Was it. It, it was, was the chocolate, chocolate cake. If you hadn't Definitely had the chocolate, chocolate cake, yeah, I think you'd have been fine to this day. I no, think I you'd have been fine. Oh, that's, that's fair enough. And it was um, largely chocolate cake that I saw in... <laughs> In that, like, well, eight pints worth of jugs. Or eight, well, or yeah, I mean, you would think that four, four pints would be enough. Yeah, it was about six pints afterwards. So. Now, I don't know if you've ever taken a pause and a deep breath whilst you're being <laughs> sick to swap pictures <laughs> because four pints just isn't enough. Uh, 
You know, Formula um, One, the uh, the guys that change your tyres would have been impressed at how quickly <laughs> you got those pitches over. There you go. Although, although, I know you said that you couldn't make it to the bathroom, but you, you recall we were situated right next to the front door. <laughs> like, like as in your you back to the front door. You could have gone yeah, outside. I, I didn't want to be rude and ask people to, you know, step out of the way, would you mind? <laughs> because, unfortunately, the, the power of speech had left me. Um, <laughs> Too much well, you could say, heavy breathing. All you could say is blur. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. uh, I could feel my spirit leaving my body somewhat. So, uh... uh, it, it was at, stood outside because obviously we had to make a bit of an exit after that. And everyone, I think it was end of night anyway. So we, yeah. we all stood outside. Oh, it, was the middle of, it was middle of the afternoon. Was yeah, it? It's still light out. I recorded it. I hold still. It's about, it about nine o'clock, but it's the summertime. So I'd say. Yeah, I remember it being a bit late. Yeah, I remember it being late. We stood out. Ah, okay, well, you know, I'm old, so. But my, I do, I do remember stood outside the window, and maybe we were plotting what we we're going to do next, or whatever it was. Uh, but we were right outside the window that we were sat next to, so there was no. We just left that area. People came to start clearing away the area, and we stood the other side, like in, in full view of them. It's like, and then all of a sudden, you see them start looking around the chairs, where <laughs> probably wondering what the hell the smell we was. We hit it around the back of the sofas. Didn't it we? was. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, we should, we should move from here. <laughs> the, the bouncers are now on the door. To 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 oh. this day, this this poor uh, waiter or member of staff who you could, it, it was like watching someone's face and watch them, you know, see them play. Watch that smell, you know. I imagine they were full up. I imagine trying to carry that back to the bar, <laughs> like just walk around. Like, what do I do with this? Although in in Haven Weatherspoon, someone's probably going to be like, hey, I'll drink it. Um, <laughs> Coles are funny. Like I, I, you, I don't know if you've changed since you were younger, but it, well, yeah, I know you have changed because you're a you're a respectable married man of father and very well behaved. Um, I'm just, so I'm just giving myself out the whole that I was doing. But no, I mean, you know, it, there was not quite often early doors. The shirt would come off. Why? What was that about? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the party. That's it, the party he, guy. He's a maniac. Okay, I, I get. I actually started probably more when I was when I'd moved to Basingstoke. I don't remember doing it too much when we were all young. It was more so when I was it's more the, the area changed you a bit older and in my late twenties, <laughs> my early twenties. I don't really know why. I'm sure you had time to go to the gym. Maybe I think that was it. I, I do don't... remember. I remember the night it started. I was in um, uh, I'd, we'd, me and Mark and a few of us had been drinking, and we'd gone back to sort of another friend's flat for some more drinks. Um, and at this time, me and Mark were living together, so I can't remember why we went to this other person's <laughs> flat, which is totally out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and to entertain ourselves, we were just playing crap songs and 80s music and i think the guy he was whose apartment it was he was really drunk and he started to take his clothes off and uh, i said move out of the way i'll do it i'll do it properly of course and that's when i started <laughs> legend was born <laughs> and that that was it it's just something inside of you was like this is my calling uh, yeah <laughs> i think so and then it just started becoming a a thing that I would do every now and then and a certain song would come on and um, that would be the song and then, then yeah <laughs> I, love, I love that that's your party trick 
what, watch this. Watch this. Just take it off. <laughs> Britain's got and talent. It, eat your heart out. <laughs> Doesn't need to do anything. Just takes it off and just stands there. Yeah. Just b- bouncing his his pectoral muscles up and down. Just, just makes any situation more intense. You know. Yeah. <laughs> go to the post office. Sitting on the loo. You know. Anything. Uh, very disappointed though. You never had any kind of novelty tattoos. I mean, I know you'd never, you know, desecrate the body like that. But if you kind of just got some of those stick-on ones of just, I don't know, like a, a panther or something, just like looking all cute, just for when you take <laughs> off, take it off all manly and then just have like some unicorns just really put all over your body. Well, I might do that. That sounds like a good good. If uh, you do it for my on. birthday, I'd be appreciated. <laughs> you have to wonder how many more years you've got in you of doing. Because if you're still doing it in your 60s, then it just turns from being, oh, it's sexy car to uh, a little bit. So it's like, oh, he's doing it again. It sort of becomes more less of a sexy car to more of a senile sexy car. Like, (laughs) so it sort of becomes something else. Just taking the shirt off, just like the, the pecs are now droopy and like t- t- just touch, touch it, touching his ribs. It's, it's all just kind of a little bit wrinkly, a little bit kind of see through skinny. And he's just like, hey. So, Will, what is the most. <laughs> uh, Will, what would you say is the biggest thing about you that's changed in the last 20 years? Well, the biggest thing about me, Jeffrey, <laughs> obviously, my maturity. Yes. Okay, I know where your mind was going there. It's disgraceful. The, the biggest thing that's changed about me since we were young is my ability to recover from any night out, any excursion whatsoever. It's absolutely yeah. horrendous now. And it's only it's I can only still go out now, you know, my ripe old age of 40. Um two, 41. I can't remember now. <laughs> 41. Um, that's it. It's only because of of the miracle drug of diorolite that Carl's turned me on to about two, three years ago. It's fantastic. Everybody should use it. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm, honestly yeah. hangover cure. It's unbelievable. Okay, Pretty okay. much medicated. Yeah. Like, so I was sat there th- listening to Rick's story about his 21st and I was thinking, but do you know what? I bet he was fine the next day. Probably. He's out again, yeah. I expect. Yeah. Got up. No problem at all. Whereas, Do you remember, like partying one night, going home stupidly early, getting up the next day, feeling a bit gross for a couple of hours, and then go straight back to the pub again. That, yeah, have a nice big fat bacon sandwich or something, and it's like right, beer and burger at lunchtime. Then absolutely. Yeah. I went out with Will a couple of weeks ago. We went, we went out with his brother. What was it last Saturday? Saturday yep. before. Yep. And we probably only started at like seven o'clock or something. It wasn't stupidly early. And we were out till like one, so not even that late, really. But we drunk quite a bit, shots, stupid shots, chocolate shots, yeah, Jager bombs, rum, Jager bombs, beer, mixing Brewdog beer and all the different kinds of beer from there. Anyway, uh, and I don't, and I had dinner before I went out, so I did the sensible thing. <laughs> I was fucking hanging. I was hanging. Mate. I <laughs> absolutely. was absolutely hanging. Yeah, so bad. And also, I was not only hanging the fuck that day, but I was so tired all week. <laughs> it just took, you know, I recovered, but I was just so, so sapped of energy throughout Monday, all the way through the week. I fucked my knee as well. Absolutely screwed it. Right up until the following weekend, I went out with Rick. 
<laughs> and I just recovered for, for them <laughs> to do it all again. Blasted. Uh, well, did you say that you busted your knee on the night out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Waiting for a taxi. I really needed a wee. Oh. Went to walk down the road, found there was nowhere to actually go for a wee. But before I could turn around, I tripped over something. Don't know what it was. Smashed my knee. It's still like to the oh. point now where I'm still having a bandage on it because it's like pulled skin back. It's obviously horrendous. Um, saved my chicken kebab though, which was which was good. <laughs> Only for my brother to then puke in it in the taxi. <laughs> so that was wasted. That that was that was great. Appreciate that. The fine night. Being injured is the worst now when you're old. Like you just take it takes it comes out of nowhere yeah. and takes ages to recover. Like I woke up Saturday morning with back pain. No, it didn't do anything. Just woke up with back pain. And I thought, okay, I'll be fine. Went out to meet Rick for some drinks and stuff and woke up the following morning. Oh, it's still there. Okay. I'll just <laughs> stretch it, stretch out a bit more. I didn't do anything yesterday. Stretch it out, maybe do some mild exercises. Following day. 10 times worse but clearly i'm doing something wrong of, other than doing nothing or doing something so okay i'll put a little belt brace on and strap it up and take some medication <laughs> right no it's still not bad it's it was today thursday look look i'm still wearing it <laughs> right all because all because waking up <laughs> Waking up with back pain. That's it. Uh, didn't do it. I didn't even it. go to the gym last week. So I can't even blame it on that. I can't say I did something at the gym. Didn't, didn't go last week at all. It's definitely, definitely the random uh, injuries. I had my one-year-old. Wasn't even one at the time. And normal day. Nothing wrong. Like Carl. Everything was great. Absolutely fine. I decided I'm going to go and do some washing up. Bent over the sink, do washing up. And I had this pain go right across my back to the point where I couldn't stand up. <laughs> My son comes waddling over hey, to me to pick him up, and I cannot even bend down to pick him up. And I'm laughing, but I'm laughing because it's so ridiculously unreal that I'm just now absolutely stuck in this position trying to care for a less than one year old. I just found it hilarious. I mean, what else can you do? I can't do anything. I'm like, what the? What is wrong with me? Start trying to pick him up by your feet and do all those drag, I, drag him along. <laughs> I, I mean, I realised that you know, I started facing my immortality. It was few years back now but i've been, have been old for some time when i had a cough and it was just like a normal like dry cough <laughs> no, cough and um i had it and i somehow because of the cough and i kind of bruised a couple of ribs <laughs> so then i so because of that and i still had the cough so i was i was leaning in different directions to try and stop the pain <laughs> so what that meant was then i cracked two ribs on the other side because i was in a weird <laughs> and then and then because I had this double pains, I coughed, hurt both sides of my ribs, threw like doubled over, limp back up again, and cracked and fractured three ribs and, <laughs> from, from from coughing. Coughing. And I like I could just I could sit up, and that's all I could do. I couldn't do anything but just sit in the same position for days on I don't know tramadol or something. Just. It was the most ridiculous thing. I was like, "Oh my god, you're okay." I'm like, "Yeah, how'd you do it?" Ah, oh. like I got hit by a car. Yeah, you know, young Jeff would be ashamed of you. Ashamed. <laughs> well, that's that's it. And you know what? I hadn't until that point. I don't think I'd broken a bone. I dislocated a few bits and pieces, but I don't think I'd broken a bone. 
And then I was like, yeah, immortal. I was a point I thought I was Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. Yeah, I've had day, days off getting a cold. Colds don't count because that's like the worst thing ever, right? But yeah, never broken anything. And then all of a sudden it's, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm done for. And, si- and I haven't been right since. So whatever superpower I had is gone. It's it like is. our bodies just want us to, you know, start dying now. Like starting mm-hmm. to start, just do do the damage now. As we get older, the warning. So, see, I'm a full. I'm all for it. Actually, I'd be like, you know, a few hundred years ago, I'd be dead already. So, if I, where I sit, I'm on borrowed time. <laughs> it's the injuries you get when, and the worst ones are when you just sleep on something funny, and mm. you feel like sleep should be the perfect thing if you've got an injury. But no, apparently, if you sleep wrong, then you get punished yeah. for it. Probably. Carl, your back hurts because you slept too much. You know, you lay down back. The one thing you can't control, the position you're in when you're asleep, is the one thing you can't control, and it's supposed to be relaxing, like you say, but if I sleep wrong, my neck's fucked for a week. (laughs) I I, I can't turn my... I have to turn my whole body to look at anything because I slept wrong. Do you remember when back in the day when you... It didn't matter where you slept. You go out for a few drinks, you go around your mate's house... He's got a tiny sofa or something. So the rest of you just sleep on the floor. Hmm. Um, yep, no duvet on the hard yeah, floor. You know, my pillow. I reckon I've seen each of you asleep on stairs at some point. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've slept in someone's bath at one point. Yeah, I've yeah, slept on a curb. Good time. You wake up <laughs> fine. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. carry on. Absolutely. At, I, I don't know about you guys. And I say at our age, like we're really old, 41 years old, but. Right now, there's nothing scarier than waking up after you've slept on your left arm and wake up and it's numb and you've got pins and needles. I think, oh, it's happening. I'm having a heart attack. Hey, then, I'm having a heart attack. It freaks me out. Anything that goes wrong with me now, I'm like, oh, well, that, that stool was a little bit loose. I'm like, right, that's it. That's the stomach cancer coming along. Oh, hang on. What's this? A, a, yeah, got a cough. Well, that's the lung cancer. Like, oh, no, no, I don't I've... remember things as well. No, I keep forgetting things people tell me. Right, well, that's it. That's the Alzheimer's. I'm 41 years old. I'm telling to That like happened a, to a me friend. last year. That happened to me last year with a cough. I had a cough. It started in March, obviously post-COVID now. So I wasn't worried about COVID taking tests. And it wouldn't go away. It wouldn't go away. I had it for three or four months. And I started seeing the adverts. I've had a cough for more than six weeks. <laughs> you speak to someone. And I was like, oh, don't be stupid. It's fine. It's fine. The more you think about it, the more it plays in your mind. Yeah. So I booked a doctor's appointment. Went to see the doctor. She went, oh, don't worry. Go and get this medication. See how you get on. Come back and see me, though, because if it doesn't go away, we, we, we'll probably need to do some tests. I'm bricking it at that point. I go and get this medication. I start taking it. Cough goes away. So I tell this other person at work, and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's hay fever medication you've taken. <laughs> hay fever. Hay fever. <laughs> Fuck you. I just, I'm sorry. I don't mean, they were just really, I was like, you're an idiot. You're 40 years old. Stop being a dick. <clears throat> hay fever. <laughs> I've never heard that before. No, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Right. I don't remember mentally getting old. Like my body made it. My body's 60. Mm. Like my birth certificate says 40. My mind is still about 20 years old. So I'm like, yes, I can still drink this much and function tomorrow. And I can't. And I know uh, 
comments about meeting up with Rick. I had a family do, so it's a big, it's a big family do. Side of the family we hadn't seen each other for like five years. Um, aunts, uncles, first time they're going to meet you know my grandkids. So that makes me feel old as well. Um, so initially, that all the whole day, I was like, I could go out, have a few drinks, and get home early. I can do that, but I wouldn't do that. And then it would be a one o'clock taxi after a night on the rum. And the next day, so I'd have to drive like an hour and a half, spend six hours with family I hadn't seen for five years, and then do the hour and a half journey back again. And I sat thinking, right, I there's no way, I, I cannot trust myself to not overdo it on a night out. So the only thing I could do was just, just lock myself in the house. That, and that's the thing. I think that's the difference nowadays is is the fact that we have the hindsight and the rationality in our brain to go, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, because be I stupid. before I totally would have done it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're 20 years old, you're like, yeah, fuck it, let's do that. That's great. Even I, I think the, pin, the, 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 the pinnacle of Jeff not having that hindsight and then having to drive somewhere the next day was the Nuki trip. And then all through the evening, Jeff was like, oh, i got to drive in the morning, so I'll stop drinking at uh, at nine. Yeah. But every half hour, I was like, oh, well, I could probably go to about Ooh. 10. And then it's like, okay, I'll, I'll stop drinking at 11. Jeff, it's three in the morning. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, that was... Yeah. Was that the... Was that the same? I know it's the same trip. Was it the same note? <laughs> Will fell asleep on his car with the wind, the sun's, yeah, the sunscreen uh, open. Good times, it's good times, um, mate. I was in a movie, Jack, I was the main it was character. Jack Johnson. Oh, that yeah, was, that was hell. I was the main character that night. That Great. week, that weekend, I'd given up smoking, I think, for like three years. That weekend, I started smoking again, and <laughs> I, but not just that weekend, it wasn't like, oh, I had a couple of cigarettes, I started smoking again, like. <laughs> Up until a year ago, <laughs> and this was ten years ago. <laughs> I don't, you know, it was that. That was my Basingstoke card. Like I just, I, I went to Nuki. I was like, I'm a new man. That's it. I can, <laughs> yeah, we're going around a campsite, just um, stealing lads with guitars and making them sing Wonderwall for us repeatedly over and over again. Uh, okay, like, Lonely Island till three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to some, I'm on a boat. Yeah, I know. No, what I So I met some guy that night, and he, so he was a nipper. So I don't know. 30, we 30, was it ten years ago? Is it longer? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was more than that. It was, that was must have been more than that. I was a bit. I was about twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, well, it was. It, it was Chris's stag do, so it must have been about fourteen, fifteen years ago. Wow. Okay, this is crazy. Well, that so okay. <clears throat> bear in mind, I was only yeah twenty six. Um. I was there and there was this lad who was he was 21. I think it's like from Sunderland. And at age 18, he got done in Amsterdam trying to bring weed back to the UK and spent three years in an Amsterdam. I still remember this. I don't remember my kids' birthdays, but I remember, <laughs> I remember this. And I was really drunk that night. So how? It was my young brain at the time. And I just remember him like, yeah, I've come down here because there's no jobs and all this. I'm like, hey, well, yeah, let's keep in contact. And all this stuff. And, uh, <laughs> I have to think, oh, he's probably dead now, but I, yeah, I hope he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just random, I know, but every so often I think of this, this odd guy from Sunderland. Uh, did, did you add him on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> no. You say that about, oh, I hope he's, you know, I hope he's not dead now. 
The only thing I'm ever jealous about in American culture is their high school reunions. And as much as the people that I went to school with pissed me off most of the time, I'd quite like to have a reunion to figure out what the hell everybody's been doing. I mean, can you imagine some of them, the people that you went to school with, where, well, where they ended up? I totally thought that was going to be a school shooter joke then, Will. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, talking of, uh, I wonder if they're alive. I really, you know, school, high, American high school reunions. Yeah, oh, well. Wow. <laughs> uh, most people call them a memorial. Um, no, I know what you mean, though. Well, like, yeah, because, well, did you go to our school one? Was it, our, 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 yeah, there was like a 20 year. <laughs> yeah. I didn't so, get invited. There, uh, I do you remember some, seeing something on Facebook back then? Yeah. I'd, I mean, I. I don't know if I was invited or saw it. Yeah, but there, there was like a 20 year. But it was all the people you expect to have gone. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, though, there's like us, who are the people they don't want to invite. There's them who obviously wanted to, hey, let's all do this. And they probably still, I don't know, the pen friends. And then everyone else was in prison. Um, <laughs> everyone else was in prison. Yeah. So, Along with a couple uh, of the teachers as well. <laughs> 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 oh if you i oh, know i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it but yeah the the pe teachers have got a uh... <laughs> they... <laughs> oh, let's move on um <laughs> i have a question one Sorry. more for you two you know anyway carry on i've got a question oh, this is sort of on topic when did you guys realize realize you were old was there a defining moment and I'll give you my, because I I have one. Mine was kind of, you guys know I'm a big Prodigy fan. Mm-hmm. When Keith Flint passed away, yeah, I kind of realised, oh, I'm not going to see this band anymore. They're kind of like, that's it. You know, that was 2018, 19, I think, 19. And I'd seen them in that year already. I'd seen them in, you know, Victorious, they played that, that summer. And yeah, I was kind of gutted, but kind of thought to myself, that's it. That's the end of my my youth, really. I know I was already already close to being forty, but that was kind of the end of that, really. And I've seen them since. I mean, they were great. I saw them last year. I got tickets to see them this year. But there's something about that moment, that realization that uh, that's not. Gonna, I'm not going to ever see that ever again. Is is the literal end of an era for you? Yeah. I also yeah. then you know carried on buying. So it also spurred me on to buy tickets to other things I like and start do th- doing things I was, I've always liked doing and not worrying about the money so much. You know, that's the great thing about being older is that you do have more money than you did when you were younger. But um, yeah, I just wondered if you guys have something similar. I think in a way you could almost point out that sort of a lot of movie stars and musicians, as you said, and things like that, that we grew up with watching or either so old that they're not acting anymore or they can't do the types of acting roles that they did um, or they're all starting to die off so a lot of the musicians that we grew up with I think he, when when we went to Nuki Michael Jackson died that same day yeah um, I'm related like, well done Rick yeah <laughs> <laughs> well on my stag dude Prince died or just yeah yeah exactly um yeah, and it, it it worries you when you start thinking like you've got people like David Attenborough getting very, very Don't you mention that. Where's he going to go? 
He's yeah. a national treasure, you know. It's going to be AI. Don't you worry. <laughs> well, well, actually, Rick's got pre- like he he's got a part previous with this. When we and him went to saw Royal Blood last year, I asked him which, and I was talking about this same same thing. I said, which bands have you not seen before that you'd really like to see? And he said, I really like to see the Foo Fighters. The day after, <laughs> Whilst I was literally the following morning, it was in the news about yeah, Taylor, Taylor Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, don't 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 say David Attenborough. <laughs> Keep <laughs> uh, I think I think as well. Um, sort of like when I felt old, I didn't feel old when my kids were born, but now they're at an age where I start to share things. That I watched when I was younger, that's when mm. I feel old. Because like you either watch it and you realise how shoddy quality it was, like some of these cartoons we used to watch. And and they laugh at you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's this, Dad? Or or like you, you I don't know, like I showed my kids like The Matrix a few months ago, and like that's back in like what, 2003, 2002 when it came out maybe even 2000 so i mean you're talking like 20 plus years i think the first was like 99 or something i think it was 99 yeah yeah which is mind-blowing silly amount of time ago you know and that's when you think yeah i'm old you know because it doesn't seem that old ago no um it's it's also when you say that and and i I do think covid has a big part to play this you know the world shuts down for two three years but when I think, oh, you know, do you remember when? Like a big, big, big thing for me, Robin Williams, and he talked talking about that moment. And I always, and I always remember that. And I remember because I was a, a massive fan. I think he's just a fantastic inspiration, and and loved the guy. And so you say the question, like, ah, oh, you know, what, what was it when? Yeah, you kind of thought, oh, you're old, and I'd be like, that's like that's instantly where my mind goes to. And I'm like, oh, but that was like 2014. That's nine years ago. Like so, that amount of time now. Now I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm old. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like everything is still. Oh yeah, it's a couple of years ago, isn't it? It's a couple of years ago. Like this this family event went to. My youngest cousin is forty. Like, and the next year, year after, and you're like, this is, I like, I can't believe that. Like, I haven't seen him for, for five years, and even then, I'm pretty sure they went thirty, whatever, you know, thirty four. And I've got no sense of time, so, and that makes me feel older when I realise like how long ago something was. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm like you guys, you know, I'm, like I was a dad at eighteen, so now my youngest, who was born in two thousand, is now twenty three and has two children. And everyone's like, "Oh, do you feel old?" Because I'm like, "No, I don't feel old because I still haven't don't really believe it's it's real," but. Like being a granddad in Vercoms, I don't know why I'm in Vercoms. I am a granddad. Being a granddad doesn't make me feel old. My daughter being 23 years old makes me feel old because, despite trying, I remember her when she was little. Like <laughs> the, the fact that this person who was once very small is now 23 and a full grown adult, I just think, oh, hang on, that that doesn't compute in my head at all whatsoever. And she doesn't need you anymore either, to a point, you know. That's true, yeah. But we're still at an age where, um, you know, aside from the neck ache and stuff, when you wake up in the morning, we, you know, we don't wake up and go, oh, my God, I feel old. It's it's the external things that we see and, and things that we remember. And when we look, like, 
calculate how long ago this movie came out or whatever. That's what makes you feel old. We yeah. ourselves don't actually feel old unless you're Carl when you're wearing a brace <laughs> belt, which is understandable. I'm pretty sure it's just a money belt. He's just, he, he, yeah. he, he's so worried about society at his old age that he just, yeah. he's probably also it. wearing one of these as well, these deep heat packs for my. <laughs> Do you know, <laughs> I, I remember my, my dad used to wear them. Well, he still does, but yeah, my dad used to wear them when I was younger. You know, and like the uh, what was that one Tiger Balm as well. Another I think that's bomb. a bit like this muscle. I did mean to mention this at the beginning before we start recording, actually, Cole. But in the first time you were, the very first episode you were on, you kept like holding things up to the camera, you kept shut, like you, you're describing signs with your hands and yes. this is an audio only podcast <laughs> i just i should i appreciate i should have mentioned that at the beginning. i did say what i did say what it was i said this direct heat, pa- heat patch yeah, but jeff it adds oh, to the mystery uh, when he goes yeah it was this big that's it you've got to guess at that point that, that's special features <laughs> yeah stuff, you, know, if you want to know what it is join us next that's, week that's yeah if you subscribe um <laughs> What is it from the childhood that needs to come back now? And so the new generation, because, okay, my, I'll, I'll start mask, M-A-S-K, right? I've always, for years, maybe I've blown it up in my head, but I said for years, they need to redo it. They need to bring out a uh, live action. It could be great. They'll probably make it really bad and it will have, I know, John Cena in it and The Rock and Kevin Hart. But yeah. what, in my mind, it would be great. Because I've shown the cartoon to uh, one of the kids, and he nothinged it. And like, okay, I mean, it's, it, it looks terrible. Same with the same with the original X Men cartoon. They're like, God, that this is so poor. I, I can't watch it. Yeah, they're revamping it. I oh, know. Good. <laughs> it does yeah. need it actually. That's pretty great. Um, like the, the original Transformers. You know when spoiler alert, Optimus Prime dies, right? Yeah, but, say one, but crushing but there's one, moment. There's one no, that like, always. There's one down. that needs to come back that I don't think many people remember until I say it, and that's Visionaries. And I've always oh, said it. Visionaries is awesome. Lights of the magical light. Yep, you know it. Which one's Visionaries? You know they had these those holograms in their chests and then on a staff, and they could <gasps> turn into the animals. Oh yeah, I had they. I had that uh, the toys. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Visionaries. Visionaries is awesome, and it had so much scope as well. They were like knights and dressed yeah. up. And, yeah. I, I, I didn't awesome. realize was... until I started rewatching back with like my kids a lot of these sort of nineties shows, like Visionaries and He Man and uh, Brave Star as well. Brave Star, like, yeah, um, <laughs> definitely, and all those. How how many of them at the end? Thundercats as well is is also a good example of this. Is at the end they turn to the camera and they give you a there's a message to be learned. From <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I, I I don't remember this, and it turns out something to do with like friendship or like being kind. Hey, don't eat stones. But... There'll be life le- life lessons that you you've lived your life by for all these years, and you don't know why. It's because you watched an episode of, of Thundercats and they were like, make sure you always put your left shoe on first and you've always done it. <laughs> you never know why, it's just a quirk. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, and now when we're older, you know, we've had COVID, it's always a sing, sing happy birthday, what's washing your hands. If they did that on Captain Planet, COVID wouldn't have existed. 
Yeah. <laughs> but now we've got Boris doing it. Oh, it's every birthday. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, do you know the scary thing as well is that we're still going to be young when they redo things like Harry Potter and probably The Matrix and all this kind of They're stuff. They're redoing Harry Potter. They are redoing Harry Potter. They're going to do a TV series of it, aren't they? They're yeah. redoing Harry Potter, by the way, Jeff. Yeah. Let you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, you will still be young. <laughs> well, okay. In the, in this same well, By the time now, they finish it, I expect that'll take like 20, 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an old man moan right there. So it's, it's, it maybe wasn't. <laughs> but I always go, you know what? Because it's all CGI. It's going to take about 20, 30 years to do that. Yeah. Um, Right. Okay. We we you know we've waffled on for quite some some time now, um, gents. But and I could talk about it because I think this is something that a we moan about a lot anyway, and I moan about it to absolutely anyone. But uh, everyone moans about it. Like there's, there's those little things in life. There's those. Like I realised the other day, I'm like I feel old. Like yeah, wake up, I ache. But do you know what? I am so I'm like 27 years from retirement. Like it's it's not ending anytime soon. Nope. No one I know is winning the lottery. I was just like, oh, okay. So I I feel old, yet I've still got 26, 27 years of work. So on that happy note, how do we make it better? How do right? And I'm talking now going from moving forward. So Rick, you're 40 next year. So you'll know yeah. our misery. Yeah. within the next well in 360 days i i remember when i was younger my mum turning 40 and bursting into tears because she thought <laughs> she was so old and now that's me next year <laughs> on, the, on, on the flip side though i feel like the older to get you get the less you care about it so she's now a 60 something um and she in really she doesn't care. She doesn't care how old she is. You know, she's just happy to crack on with life and do her thing, you know. But I like... think that is one of the things that makes it better is is I've realised as I've gotten, you know, the past sort of, definitely the past 10 years, if not the past 15 years, I've cared less and less and less about what people think mm-hmm. of me as a yeah, person. Yeah. As long as I'm happy and my yeah. family are happy, I can really give a yeah. shit what you think, yeah. what I wear, how I act, what I dress, what I dress in, you know, it it and I think that's a that's a relief compared to when I was twenty. Yeah. Thinking, Jesus Christ, I've got to make sure that either A I conform or B I make a statement or you know, all of the above. It's 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 harder. A lot yeah. harder, I think, when you're yeah. younger. So why were you brushing your hair when we started? <laughs> Carl, I don't do it for you, mate. I do it for me. All right. <laughs> Style. And me. <laughs> uh, you, you're right there. And I do I feel sorry. Like a bit for people who who latch on, so they are, I don't know, however old they are, and they're so worried about either what other people think or, yeah, a or, or, or fear of being judged. And I well, don't give not, not judged because I think we all do things, and actually, I don't know whether it's work or something, you want people to perceive you as the good work, well, whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, just how you choose to live your life and everything. People who worry so much and gossip, oh, God, gossip, but. I also know that when I'm older, I'm going to be a great gossip. Like, I'm just going to sit outside and just watch people go by and just talk absolute shit about them. That's why you've got a podcast, mate, isn't it? It's 100% why I've got a podcast, just just so I can actually bitch about stuff. And at the end, I say, yeah, but how are we going to make it better? Like, 
yeah, it's kind of the the cathartic. Like, I'm not going to hell because I want to make the world better. When actually, I want to spend forty minutes talking crap about stuff and then five minutes pretending to care. You're like oh. Captain Hindsight, aren't you? Yeah, and do you know what? Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not having pe- my listeners think that I've duped them all this time just for two people that have never <laughs> listened to it. And Carl, who thank you for keeping your shirt on. So we are <laughs> essentially saying that we're making it better by by just doing it gracefully, right? So just embracing getting older the fact that we are not tied to i don't know parental figures or, or anything like that we're our own people we can decide what we do and if other people don't like it then tough crap i i think the the way i make it better for my past self is by making it easier for my kids if i can mm. yeah like that's how I make it better. Like I know how I felt back in the day when I had to do things, what to worry about stuff. Or so if I can make that just a little bit easier for them, then that that makes it better for the past me. Even though obviously, you know, time isn't cyclical. Whatever, we're not going to get to that conversation. But you know what I'm saying. If if it's easier for them growing up, then yeah, you know that's going to be better all around for everyone. The the, the good thing about us, and I I don't think we're unique in this, is that we're where we've got such a long-standing sort of group of friends, you know, we've all known each other 20 years and this isn't all of us, you know, there's about what, seven, eight of us that have all known each other for that amount of time is one, as you said, yeah, it's great to, you know, be your own personal that two, you've got people that know you inside out. So you've got a very good support structure around you anyway. Um, and sort of thirdly, it, it gets to the point where it doesn't matter how old you are because when you do all go out, you kind of feel young anyway because you've you been together like that twats. amount of time. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when yeah. me and Cole went out Saturday, it was exactly the same as when we were in our 20s and start making those stupid decisions about, yeah, let's get some shots or let's do this or let's do that. But I bet you didn't have to check, like if you went to the bathroom, I bet you didn't have to check your pint to make sure that the other person hadn't put pubic <laughs> hair in it. Because that's that was a threat. That it's was a, a big part of <laughs> of like from the year two thousand to two thousand and ten was me religiously even a cup of tea. I would just check to make sure no one had put pubic hair in my drink. You scoop it as well, wouldn't God. you? Even if there was nothing there, you just do like the scoop. You just got to do it. Just best safe to soap, but then still drink. Like, yeah. but that's going to make yeah. it all okay. That's fine. To be fair, these days, if I if I found a curly hair in my drink, I'm going to assume it's probably my beard. <laughs> so I'm gonna just like drink it anyway. So <laughs> just the weather spoons again. Oh, but I tell you, well, so you made a fantastic point there because every so often I have a chat with one of the kids and they're like, Yeah, well, you do this, or you didn't do that, or you used to do this, or whatever, whatever, whatever. And like, do you know what? My job is not to make another me. My job is to make you give you every opportunity I can give you, but also try and steer you in a better direction like be better that's what i want i want them to be better than me and in every way and that's my job and if i succeed and they're off and they're i don't know happy is the main thing and whether that means success or well, i don't know whatever then that's fine as long as they're happy then i've made them or i've done my, my job sure well, i think that's i think that's definitely a measure of success if i can get to be a really grumpy cranky shitty old man <laughs> that says what he wants to whenever he wants to to his kids because his kids are fine yeah 
then then yeah, I'm I'm 100 happy with that. I've then I've done my job, and I think that does make the world better, not just for them, but for me because I don't have to worry about them. What do you mean? Exactly. If you mean you are that now, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying my best. I really am. <laughs> I did say to my wife the other day, I think I'm going to do the grizzled old man thing really well. Yeah, so I'm really working towards it. Good, good. You're practicing, practicing hard. Mm. But also, can I say by us having that opinion and trying to create these good young people to turn to good older people, then surely we're making the world better because we've produced young people that are, I don't know, decent human beings. Yeah, but it has its downside, though, doesn't it? Because if we're trying to help them solve their problems. That means we've got to live it with them. And some of the shit they're dealing with now is just ridiculous. And I'm not going to consider and start complaining about it like an old man as much as I want to. But they don't face the same easy stuff we had to deal with. There's so many yeah. other issues they have to deal with now. There, Yeah, there is. And there isn't. I think it's a different set of pro- well, it's a different set of problems. But there's also the same problems, but they have more support now. So there's. I, I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's double. It's double sided. But uh, we have. Unfortunately, will I was. I'd love to hear you go on a twenty five minute monologue um, about just anything and everything. Easy. But we do need to bring this to a close. I think something may be made better. We're four old people who have passed on some wit- wisdom to the rest of the world you're three of my my, my closest friends <laughs> you're three of my closest acquaintances um it's been a pleasure to to know you may see you again sometime may not uh checks in the post uh but no, no, I, I appreciate you guys coming on because like i said this is this is um going out during the anniversary week and this podcast has been a little bit of fun for me but like it's changed a lot since day one with Carl where we sat there and we spoke about gym wear and stuff like that and there's been some episodes about PTSD there's been uh like talk about cancer and uh shyness but also Marvel films and I don't know missing socks in black holes like it, it constantly surprises me this and I just wanted people to get a little bit of a glimpse inside of you know my world with some people who knew me when I was young and a mess and still have decided to bear with me when I'm old and a mess. And hopefully when we're 60 years old, we'll come on for the 10,000th, my math isn't really that great, uh, episode. Uh, and we'll be talking about what it's like to be 60 and all on Viagra and... Um, Carl put your shirt on. Carl's there with his little hangy boobs. He'll be asleep, mate. He'll be fast asleep. There's yeah, no way. He He's barely awake now. <laughs> But I'll still be wearing my back brace, I suppose. Basically, put in. But uh, I'd say, uh, yeah, the only thing that we ma- we've made better today, I think, is actually you made me happy, and that's good for my wife and children because a lot of the time I'm not. Um, but uh, from me, Jeff Jones, from Rick, say goodbye, Rick. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Carl. Bye, Carl. Say goodbye, Will. See you later, Jeff. Thank you very much. I love you lots. Um, anyone still listening to these four old men having a good old uh, ramble on about nonsense, uh, follow on Twitter at Better with Jeff. Don't know this Facebook. Like and subscribe, guys. See, that's how I'm keeping young. I'm like, <laughs> like and subscribe. Um, not even. I don't even know. I don't think I'm subscribing to my own podcast because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. So. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but until next time, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, I guess I'll see you again. Bye.